and welcome to Perspectives, which is a series of inspiring conversations with remarkable working women. And this is especially exciting for me because I am about to talk with my friend, entrepreneur, and former CEO and chairman of Deutsch, Linda Sawyer, who was so kind to actually be the very first guest on Perspectives. And now here we are again. Linda, thank you so much for talking with me again. Oh, wow. It's a great reunion. And uh, wow, it's aging me at the same time. How long ago was that? Um, I believe it's aging both of us at the same time. <laughs> that was about um, 11 years ago now. Wow. So that's, yeah, well, that time is flies. Time flies. And you have done so much since then. But before we get into what you're doing now, can you bring us up to speed just a little bit on your career and what you were doing at Deutsch before you started your company? Sure, sure. Well, you know, I was in the advertising business a little over 30 years, which is quite a long time. But remarkably, I was at Deutsch for 27 of those. And, you know, I started at all big agencies. And I actually always, you know, wanted to go to a smaller place because I felt that I wanted to be really part of not just running accounts, but um, be able to be part of growing an agency brand and really shaping that. And so I joined Deutsch. It was only 40 people at the time. Um, some recruiters thought I was a little crazy. And I, um, you know, but I felt like, what is the risk? And I was actually very impressed with Donnie Deutsch and his ambition level. And we were very simpatico in terms of the way we thought about business. And so um, cut to, you know, a 27 year long run, I ran many accounts in the earlier part of the years. And then it became very obvious to me that while I loved running businesses, I felt that I could have such a greater impact on the agency by taking more broader managerial roles. So over the years, I, I eventually became director of account management, and then I became general manager of the New York office. Then we opened a very thriving LA office, and I became um, chief operating officer of the entire thing. And then ultimately, um, I became the North American CEO. And I had a, you know, quite a long 10-year run, which is a very long time doing that, particularly at the time, I was literally one of a handful of women that were in that position. And, you know, the great thing about Deutsch is um, I really got to be part of building an incredible culture. We had unbelievable people. And, um, you know, and even when we were purchased and acquired by um, Interpublic Group, we still had a very fierce independence in the way we worked. And so it was very complimentary. Actually, they were great and provided a lot of resources that really helped us grow. And, um, you know, I think the beauty of my journey there was that it evolved so much over time. And I had the ability to continually reshape myself and, you know, create new roles and usually hopefully in the betterment of the company and the agency, but also myself. So it was quite an incredible experience. And a lot of people, especially that I was young when I became CEO, that, you know, I certainly could have gone another decade, but I absolutely always knew that there would be a second chapter for me. And I really had that sort of entrepreneurial spirit in me to, you know, figure out that next chapter. Well, let's talk about that. So you knew you had a next chapter. I think a lot of women, people, this is directed more to women, so we'll stick with women, but a lot of women feel that way, that they have something else in them. 
Some of them don't have the luxury to figure out what that is. And other people don't know how to go about it. So how did you go about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it. listen, it, it was a relatively risky proposition in the sense that I was leaving something so terrific behind. Mm-hmm. And um, but in the end, for me, the risk was greater to not pursue it and put myself out there. And, you know, I had um, ex- I had always, as I said, thought about doing something. I, you know, my one of my best friends since growing up in second grade is her name is Allison Madsen. She's my co-founder. She had also had a, quite a prosperous career in publishing and was publisher of many magazines. And we started to brainstorm about what that next chapter could be. And as we were exploring it, I shared this insight that I had. I've always been a you know home design enthusiast. I am totally a clean fanatic. And I was really perplexed by the fact that the kitchen had experienced all this innovation throughout the years. And yet this one thing front and center, um, the kitchen sponge had completely lagged and was not only, you know, trapped in time from like the 1940s, but disgusting. And people take such care and pride in their kitchen. And I I just couldn't kind of reconcile that disparity. And so we started to talk about what that could look like. And, you know, we were very methodical about it. I mean, we did not, we both, you know, had these full-time big uh, jobs that we could not, you know, really focus on that except for the weekend. And at the time we had younger children, so it really meant relegating it to Sundays. And we were very disciplined and we really, you know, wrote a business plan and, you know, really thought through what that could look like. And so um, I would say that, you know, we, um, it took many years and, you know, it, it, in a way, in retrospect, the tenacity we had about persevering and going through because we, we, you know, stumbled upon a lot of challenges, especially in terms of manufacturing. And so, and that wasn't really our expertise, obviously. So, um, but we, we both were very committed and we, you know, I sort of emotionally prepared myself for that leap. Um, My husband was very supportive. There were a lot of friends of mine that, you know, couldn't believe I would consider leaving something so great. I think my kids were scratching their heads a bit like, you have the best job, you work at the greatest place, you know, you work with great people. But I just knew um, I was ready for a new challenge and I really pushed myself. Well, you definitely, I mean, you were at the very top of your field. So you certainly moved from the highest point, which is a wonderful thing to do when it's your own choice to do it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that must be so nice to be in business with your with your friend. Do you think people should have a partner when they go into business? Is it an event? Yeah, you know, um, well, I'll answer that question in two ways. First, you know, I, I do get asked by a lot of people, like, do you think it's, you know, good idea to go into business with a friend, especially, you know, your best friend that you, you know, know so well and spend a lot of personal time with. And um, I think that it can either be great, but it could also be a disaster. So you have to be really careful about that. I mean, I think the reason we were confident about it was one, over the years, you know, we did share a lot of, you know, our business experiences and, and you know, sort of professional war stories. And, and what we found was that we definitely had a lot of a shared philosophy on, on the way we approach business, how we approach you know, managing people and, you know, kind of encountering certain challenges. And the other thing is because we ended up doing, you know, 
working on this for so long before we actually launched, in effect, it became almost like a test drive for what it was like to work together. And so, you know, we, through that process, gained a lot of confidence that it would work out. Um, what I would say is, you know, as far as a partner, I have to tell you, I think it's fantastic to have a business partner because um, it is really hard. And I admire so much when I see someone that's doing it on their own because, you know, it can be very lonely at the top. And when you have that sort of support system in place, it's just so such a healthy um, environment to have someone to constantly bounce things off. And naturally, there are times where one of us would be you know, in a better mindset than the other. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a really, it, it's a, a great support system. So I highly recommend that structure. Um, but again, you know, clearly people have done it on their own and, and thrived and done quite well. So not to uh, just drop in a, a celeb here and there, but you also <laughs> have another business partner, yes. now, Eva Mendez, the actress. Can you yes. talk about how that came to be? Sure. Yeah, it's a um, really incredible um, piece of this journey for us. I mean, Ava is um, she's you know, just highly talented actress, model. She, you know, was the face of so many brands. And, you know, for, for the last, you know, eight years or so, she's been really, you know, focused on her family and her children, raising her children. And she's had other entrepreneurial ventures. She was very involved with New York & Co. And design dresses. She's incredibly creative. She's got a great business sensibility. And during, she happens to also be a uh, cleaning fanatic, not necessarily in the completely same way that I am, but she, particularly when it comes to the kitchen and dishes, and she loves doing the dishes and sort of, you know, she finds it very meditative and sort of like a clean sink is a clear mind and gives a sense of well-being and, and, you know, control. And during the pandemic, like everyone else, she was, you know, cleaning like crazy, trying lots of different products. And she, you know, discovered our products and she absolutely loved them. She was, you know, blown away by the technology aspect of it. And she started reading about it and read our backstory. And Ava also happens to be super big advocate of women and women in business. And she loved the story. And um, we ended up getting introduced to one another. And it was really like love at first sight, I have to say. It was, um, you know, the way we spoke about things, it was almost like we shared the same vocabulary, the way we saw things. And um, we got to know each other via Zoom through the pandemic. And, you know, we joked that we had found our sponge soulmate and, you know, given that she does love business and she really is an entrepreneur at heart, she actually always wanted to be in the cleaning business, ironically, uh, because that's her passion. But she just hadn't found the right product. So, you know, we joined forces and we always kind of joked that she went from obsessed customer to co-owner, which is, you know, you can't ask for a better sort of um, recipe. And she's been great, super hands-on, um, very involved with the business, um, product development, package design, uh, you know, any kind of advertising, whether it's, you know, earned media, paid media, she um, just has very, very good instincts and hardworking and just, you know, been a pleasure to work with. So, um, and she's, you know, super ambitious like us. So she's, 
you know, very much about like, you know, she believes so much in these products and she's so passionate about the category that when she talks about it, it's so contagious. And, you know, it's because it just comes from such a genuine place. Let's talk, please, just a little bit about um, someone taking their passion, how you took your passion for design, Mm -hmm. interior design, which is also something I'm really a passion of mine as well. And you figured out a need for something in the market. Mm So what is some, what's an important thing for someone who has an, like, who has an idea in mind to keep in mind before they do anything? Is there something that you can, that's in a special watch out where, you know, you can point someone in the direction of whether they should even consider starting a business or not? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that um, in some ways it really, the most important thing is I think identifying a, a real need and, you know, a pain point, a problem to solve, um, something that, you know, is ideally something that they interact with almost every day, you know, something that, you know, truly shapes people's lives. And I think the passion piece of it is not enough to start a business because I think there has to be a need there. I think what the passion piece can do though is inform exposing a need. So in a lot of ways, I think that um, I recognize that there was a really a true need for something, but I was highly aware of it because of my passion. So, and then I think on top of that, having a passion and, and really believing, you know, in what you're doing just adds a whole level of, I think, love and excitement and energy that maybe wouldn't be there otherwise. So I, I think, you know, both elements are kind of the perfect intersection, but I definitely think it has to start with a core need. So are there, and this, maybe this is too broad, but let's say I do have an idea and I really want to move ahead with it. Are there maybe two or three things to really keep in mind when you're starting a business? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, I, you know, look, I came from advertising, which anyone who works in advertising knows it's, you know, one of the most, you know, highly pressured, stressful industries and businesses. And, you know, based on, you know, just the kind of work that we're doing, the hours, the intensity, you know, and, um, and I walked into this thinking, you know, I would have a lot more control. And, to some degree on a lot of business decisions regarding the business I do, you know, which is great. And we, you know, feel that we, you know, having that kind of control is, is actually quite gratifying. Having said that, I would say prepare yourself for the most intense roller coaster ride of your life. I mean, the highs are so high and the lows are so low. It's very extreme. And so you kind of have to have the grit and stomach and, tenacity to withstand those highs and lows. Um, I also think that distractions are like, daily distractions are enormous. It's a deluge of that. So you have to have an incredible discipline and an ability to keep a clarity of focus and kind of keep your eye on the bullseye on, on, you know, what you're doing because you can easily be pulled in, you know, many directions. And then along those lines, I think the journey, you know, you can have all the best plans in place, but it is very unlikely that it's going to look anything like you had expected or predicted. And so you have to have an enormous amount of flexibility 
and the ability to really pivot and not get, you know, sort of uh, thrown by changes that will be kind of the only thing you can plan on. I mean, that seems like very, very important advice in today's world. How did when I mean, you were going along right and then the pandemic hit. How does that change things for for you. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, we've been around for six years and we say like easily three years of those, you know, half of our lifespan was, you know, in quite intense circumstances with the pandemic and global supply chain challenges and a, a challenging macroeconomic environment. And, you know, very initially with the pandemic, it was a positive, you know, because people were buying anything they could online that related to cleaning and especially because our sponges have an antimicrobial agent. So people, you know, assume anything with that, those kinds of words in it would be good for a pandemic. But, you know, we did face like everyone else, you know, global supply chain challenges. And what I think, you know, you have to do when you face hardships like that is you have to turn it into an opportunity to kind of, you know, fine tune your, you know, processes and think that maybe, you know, as a result of having to be creative and look for another resource in a different way, that something better comes along that you would have otherwise maybe not explored. So, um, yeah, you, you know, that these have been enormous times. And I think, you know, it's a testament to the fact that we're here and strong and growing that, you know, we withstood something that big is, is a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Is do you think just one more question on the the fun, starting a business? Do you think now? I mean, you know, as you said, you've been in business for six years. If you were talking to someone who's interested in starting a business, is now a good time? You know, it's funny. I I, I don't know that there's in reality ever a good or bad time. And I think there's so many specific to like the individual situation. I mean, I think what I do think though is if you have a concept and a business idea that's truly grounded in a fundamental business need, I think that is very timeless and enduring. So you're less immune to sort of other external factors like, you know, is there, is a a business that's you know, really tapping into a trend? There were all these businesses that emerged during the pandemic that really thrived, but then they, they didn't have sticking power after, you know, things eased. And so I think if you have an idea that, you know, as I said, truly grounded, it tends to be more enduring and less, you know, kind of um, impacted by external factors, making it a right or wrong time. That's a really good point. So I was so excited to jump in and talk about, you know, having a business. I didn't really give you the opportunity to talk about Oscar style and, and the products you have. Obviously sponges, you started with sponges, but are there other products? Are you looking to go into other other yeah. places as well? Yeah. So, um, you know, as you said, you know, sponges are our cornerstone, you know, first product market, which, you know, they're just incredible. And, you know, the, the accolades we continue to get. In fact, yesterday, Bon Appetit just published their best product Roundup and we were on there and I think the copy started with, is it really a best product list without sterile style sponges on it? And, um, you know, and last year in like a matter of two months, we were ranked number one in good has to be Bon Appetit, real simple food and wine. So they're, they're 
fantastic products. And then our other products are fantastic too. You know, the, the thread with all of our products is to truly solve a consumer pain point, offer innovative performance benefits, and also be aesthetically beautiful. So we have these wonderful um, microfiber wipes that um, can be used actually as a replacement or an alternative to paper towels to reduce your consumption. And they're amazing and they're reusable. And um, we have fantastic dish towels, scouring pads that have all the same properties of our sponges, but are you know designed for super heavy duty messes. And, um, and then we have a whole pipeline of products that we've been working on. And, you know, our concept is really about enhancing the experience around the, you know, kitchen sink. And we, our internal mantra is own real estate around the kitchen sink. So like every aspect from dish drying mat to soap dispensers, rubber gloves, you know, other scrubbing tools. So um, many of them are in the works. Another big piece of our expansion is we, you know, started as, you know, a direct-to-consumer brand that's still where, you know, primarily our business is in terms of both our site and Amazon. We're also in Thurla Table stores nationally. We are launching in our first big box retailer um, to be announced at the end of April. And we are in very advanced conversations with two other very large big box retailers as well. So, I mean, that's a big part of our mission because we always envision being an omni-channel brand and, you know, it's giving people access in terms of just where and how they want to buy. So we're not really trying to change consumer behavior in terms of that. It's, it's making it accessible. And, um, you know, we're really excited because, um, you know, we want, I, I, everyone should have these products because uh, they're the best on the market and the, the other options are quite inferior. And they really are amazing. So you are, so nice to give me a few a while back with when we were <laughs> hanging with some friends. And I, and I mean, I'm, I'm completely hooked for real, for real. I have a question and it's not just about your business in general, but just you mentioned how you have to be very focused and, and that is true in whatever you're doing, whatever job you're doing. And there's a million things coming at you all the time that could easily take up someone's whole day where they're just reacting to everything as opposed to really being proactive. But you mentioned all these other products that are coming down the pike. What keeps you inspired to keep thinking big? Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I think in many ways, it's achievement. And I'm very goal-oriented. When I say achievement, it doesn't necessarily mean like material achievement. I mean, for me, achievement is about always trying to, whether it's personally better myself, better my relationship, professionally, it's kind of what is that next step? And I think um, what the nice qualities that kind of come along with that naturally is, you know, it's it's self-challenge, it's curiosity, it's a lot of self-introspection and really, you know, um, evaluating yourself along the way. It's like, you know, what are you doing that's making things happen right? What are maybe your shortcomings that are not? So I think I've always been really driven and it's also how I've evaluated my choices in life. You know, again, whether it's personal or professional, and, and that's why it's like maybe a little bit of a funny word achievement, but like as an umbrella, it's kind of like, it's like step toward making yourself happy and fulfilled and you know but you have to be super self-aware so in a way that's like 
their their measures and they can be smaller bids. Well, that's terrific. That was very inspiring. And just to add to that, my last question is, is there one piece of advice that has really helped you through your life and your career that you could please share with us? Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, and, you know, I think maybe over the years, you and I have talked about this at some point, but like, I think it's like, you know, giving yourself permission to believe that anything's possible. And I, you know, I think a lot of that, you know, came from very young age with my parents, but I think professionally with my dad, who um, really taught me that, you know, and it's very closely aligned to the idea that if your agenda and your goals are very pure and motivated by the right things, nothing, no one's going to ever stand in the way of that. And I think, um, so I really never created any kind of barriers for myself. And I, I really did believe anything was possible. And, you know, and so, I mean, I know in retrospect, my career, you know, trajectory in advertising was quite fast tracked and unusual, especially being a woman. And I, but I never really focused on that or thought because it it wasn't surprising to me. And just in the way I believe that what I'm doing now, you know, a lot of people would say, who did you think you were going into this kind of business when you really had no experience in this category or manufacturing and supply chain and all that? And it's just, I, you know, had the confidence to do it. And so, and I think women, um, because they're, they can be very, you know, analytical, but over analytical to create stumbling blocks in some ways. And I think, you know, again, it's just kind of like trying to see that path forward. And I think another piece of that is surrounding yourself with people that really compliment you to help propel that. Like, you know, this wasn't just on my own. I, I was very discerning in the kind of people that I chose over the years to work for, who I chose to work side by side with and who I chose to work for me. And, you know, and they were always like kind of creating these mosaics that were really complementary. And so there was like a lot of strategy in the way I thought about all these things. And, um, but again, it sort of all boiled up to also like, you know, um, happiness and, you know, being fulfilled and, and, but, you know, giving myself that latitude to get there. Well, it's amazing to see everything you've achieved and everything you will still achieve. And you really are such an inspiration. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today, Linda. Uh, thank you for having me again. And a fun reunion to be with you again. 